Hi, and thanks for checking out our City Reach Philly podcast from wherever you are listening. We hope you are encouraged by this week's message. We just have a moment here in his presence, just a moment in his presence. He is good, he is good, he is for you. You are chosen, church. Hallelujah. As a... As I was worshiping there right now, I just saw something. I saw I saw how the enemy, Satan, has a stranglehold over this city. He's got this city by the neck. I saw it. That's why we're suffering so much. That's why we're seeing so much hate, anger, and Lost people getting lost, more lost. I just felt it right here. I felt the Lord saying, but I've, I've called a church. And that's you. And I, I saw some men. I saw some kingdom men. Because a lot of us have suffered, a lot of us have lost people, a lot of us have seen some ugliness over the last, through our whole life, a lot of that in this city, right? But God is calling some men, and some powerful women, and some young people, some warriors, right? He's calling some warriors who say, I'll stand in the gap, even if it were to take my life. See, in order to get the victory sometimes, some things you gotta die. Sometimes it's in the physical, right? Sometimes it's in the spiritual. And there's some things that got to die in us. And let that day start today. So some fear that's been holding, that's had us strangled for too long. Fear, complacency, Waiting for somebody else to do it. When God is calling you to do it. When God is calling you to go deeper with him. We want to see change and we have to be the change. We got to offer ourselves as a living sacrifice to him. But he's calling you for more church. There is a mission for you City Reach Philly. There is a mission for you he didn't create all, all this so we would sit here and be comfortable. He created it so we would stand up, so that we would fight, so we would fight, and there's some mortal combat on our way. And it comes a time when I would say, if, it, if I gotta take a bullet for it, I take a bullet for it. He took one for me, I'll take one for him. The reward, I tell you, the reward is forever. The reward is eternal. And church, we're going to see that reward. We're going to see that reward. How many know we're going to see that reward? And if you're scared, tell them, I'm scared. Help me not to be scared. If you're lazy, then I'm lazy. I just want to 
want to be comfortable. I just want to come to church and check the box and go home. Then this ain't the place for you. Because we came here to fight. Somebody got to fight. Somebody got to fight. We got people dying out there. And we just walking right by and we just ignore it. But God is saying, what are you going to do? What are you going to do to stand in the gap? I don't know about you, but I feel him calling me. I feel him calling me. He's calling us for more. I, 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 I don't know about, about you, but I want to see an empty prisons. Amen. Amen. I want to see blocks where people get up and they can greet a neighbor and they can clean up together and say glory to God. Look what God's done. And that's the God that we serve. He's a God who wants to prosper us. He's a God that when we seek him, we will find him. And when we begin to seek him as a church, this city will find him. We are not here by accident. You are not here by accident. I'm going to pray over you right now. Heavenly Father, I pray. Holy Spirit of God. God, that you will begin, Lord, to, to, to cause turmoil inside of us, God. God, that we would open our, our eyes, our spiritual eyes, our hearts, God. Oh, God, that we would begin to see, God, Lord, who you really are. And that you are for us, God. And that if you call us for this mission, God, just like on the cross, Lord, it's already finished, God. We just got to walk in it, Lord. So I pray, Lord, for every man, woman, young person, and child in this place right now, God. I pray, God, you will begin to stir a fire, God, in our hearts, God. God, that we would no longer walk in fear, God. Oh, God, that we would not be scared, God. But, Lord, that we would lay claim to your word, God. Oh, God, and the purpose you've called us for as a church, God. Oh, God, to make the difference, God, that every politician, every person, everybody searching for, God, when you are that answer, God, so help us, God. Help us, God, to be that answer, God. We make ourselves available to you right now as a church, God. City Reach Philly, church, entregamos nuestras vidas. Oh, God, we, we, we give you, Lord, our, our, our lives and our church here in this place, God. For your calling is great. Thank you, God. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let's get right into the word. It's been a powerful couple weeks. Um, and, and before last week, we were talking about a, a sermon series or a message series called Abide. Abide. And I'm going to talk a little bit about what that means in case you may not know what that means. Uh, so I just want to go right into the scripture, John chapter 15. Verses 4 and 5, it says, abide in me. This is Jesus talking. He says, abide in me. Abide means remain. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit. By itself, unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, Jesus says. You are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. 
For apart from me, you can do nothing. For apart from me, you can do nothing. That's something we need to take home with us. Apart from him, we're, we're, we're useless. No matter how important or what title or how much money or, or lack of that we have, um, and without him, we do nothing. And so we need to abide in him. That's what Jesus is saying. Abide means to remain stable or fixed. To live or continue to remain in place. So when you abide, you're attached. You remain there. Uh, and that's kind of what I want to talk about. So why do we need to abide? Like the, the verse says, if we don't... You can take that one off. Sorry. Um, when you abide, you're attached. There's relationship. There, the, the example Jesus gives is that the branch is attached to the vine. To the trunk of the tree, if you don't know what the vine is. It's attached. So when it's attached, there's stability there. There's nourishment. There's provision. And when, when the branch is attached, it can bear fruit. And I don't know about you, but if I'm a branch, I want to bear fruit. I want to be fruitful. Uh, a farmer who sees a, a branch that isn't fruitful, he cuts it off. And, and the Bible talks about that, that if we're not giving fruit, about the, the God will come and he'll prune us. He'll start to cut us so we can start to give fruit. Um, and, and Jesus said in that verse that he wants us to bear much fruit. So I know most of us, most of us, you know, don't know too much about farming. So I grew up in Chicago. My dad had a, had a small yard. My dad would always plant tomatoes and some other things. His garden was not pretty, right? My dad's garden was the, probably the ugliest garden you've ever seen. Because my dad, well, I don't want to talk too bad. My, my dad, you know, he didn't want the birds to come, so he would put, like, CDs and all. It was just crazy. And the neighbors would look at me, and it was, it was sad. But, but... In the midst of that, the plants will bear fruit, right? So I saw tomatoes grow and peppers and a few things. It wasn't a, I'm telling you, it was probably, man, like, like, like from years ago, it was real small. But I got to see some plants grow. And, you know, um, got to see tomatoes grow. And, and being from the city, that was, that was kind of a big thing. I didn't realize it. But this picture you see here, I've never seen a tomato plants like this bear this much fruit. I don't know if you have. But I wanted to put that picture up there so we can understand when Jesus talks about bearing much fruit, that's a lot of fruit right there. And in our spiritual life, that's what God wants us to be. He wants us to be fruitful. He doesn't want us to be dead or dry. In fact, I wouldn't have put a picture up there of dry tomato plants that weren't bearing fruit because it's an embarrassment. But many times in our spiritual life, that's how we're living. We're living without bearing fruit. We're dried up. We're not even trying to be attached to the vine because what our mindset has been distorted so much by the world that we live in. We get so distracted, hurt, frustrated with life. And part of the reason that happens is because we're not connected to the vine. And we're not able to bear the fruit that you've been called to bear. In other words, God created you to give much fruit. And I'm hoping you're getting this, but I want to tell you that you were created to bear much fruit. Amen. How many want to bear much fruit? Amen. Amen. And if it's hard for you to raise your hand because you feel a little threatened by it, they're like, oh, I don't know about this thing. I'm telling you, I'm here to just uh, make it clear that God created you and me to bear much fruit. Yes. He wants us to flourish. He wants that when you walk in a room, people will be like, 
don't know what that person got, but they got something that I need. That's what you're bringing spiritual nourishment to the house, right? When you walk into work, all of a sudden people start to like, who's that? And it's not because of your outfit, right? It's because their spirit is desperate for fruit. And their spirit is desperate for fresh fruit, not spoiled old fruit. Sometimes we've been in church so long that we think we're giving fresh fruit, but it's dried up. I can preach it because I've lived it, because I've been dried up, thinking I was good with God, but I wasn't abiding in the vine, right? Living in confusion myself. When, I pre when I'm preaching to you, I'm preaching to myself. I've, I've lived a lot of this, all right? So I can preach it because I've been dried up. Because I know what it is to not get fruit. I know what it is to get fake plastic fruit. That doesn't nourish nobody, right? Somebody gave me a couple fruits today, two panchas. I didn't know what a pancha looked like. And guy, she told me what it was, right? She said, here, pastor from Puerto Rico, dos pancha. I was like, oh, praise God. I didn't know what it looked like. And guy, she said, I didn't tell her that, but I don't. But one of the kids back there, Isaiah tells me, your pastor, he thought it was fake. He thought it was fake. He was shiny. He said, why is it so shiny? He said, it looked plastic. And many times we are that we're, we're giving plastic fruit. That doesn't nourish nobody. It just fakes us out. It tricks us out. We think we're good and we're not. So when we're talking about abiding. We're talking about remaining. Jesus is saying remain. And in and, 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 and a couple weeks ago, the last few, actually weeks, and a, probably a few months, we've been praying in this church that his presence would abide here. That his presence would remain here because when he remains in a place, there's peace there, there's love there, there's transformation there, there's provision there, there's boldness there, there's courage there, there's healing there, there's freedom there, there's repentance there, there's power there, there's jobs there, there's businesses that gotta be birthed, there's prosperity when he remains in a place, and that's why we need him to remain here. And as he begins to come here, we need to welcome him. Welcome, Holy Spirit, this is your house. Right? A little while ago, the Holy Spirit was moving. He was moving. And when you see it, say, God, don't leave. Stay. Don't leave. We need you to abide here. More than anything else, we need him to abide here. Isaiah 64, verse 1 and 2. Hopefully it's up there. It says this. This is a prayer by the prophet Isaiah. He says, All oh, that you would rend or tear the heavens and come down, that the mountains would tremble before you, as when fire sets twigs ablaze and cause water to boil, come down to make your name known to your enemies and cause the nations to quake before you. So here's Isaiah praying this powerful prayer. I can see Isaiah just talking to the Lord. He's praying this prayer. Well, listen, God heard the prayer. And he's going to answer the prayer in the book of John, chapter, verse, chapter 1, verse 32 and 33, where, where it says this. It says, then John gave this testimony. This is John the Baptist. This is Jesus' cousin talking. He was baptizing a bunch of people, but he was waiting for one. And this is what happens when he saw him. He says, then John gave this testimony. He says, I saw the Spirit come down from heaven as a dove and remain on him. And I myself did not know him. 
But the one who sent me to baptize with water told me, the man on whom you see the Spirit come down and remain is the one who will baptize with the Holy Spirit. I have seen and I testify that this is God's chosen one. This is John saying, this is John saying, man, I, I, I was waiting for him. And, 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 and I don't even know if John recognized Isaiah's prayer. But Isaiah was saying that you would tear the heavens open. In that, other, in that other verse. Would you tear it open in here? God is tearing open the heavens. He's sending his Holy Spirit down to remain on Jesus Christ, his son. Yes. Important that we understand that. It says in that verse right there, it says that, it says, I saw the Spirit come down from heaven as a dove. And remain on him. And I know I talked about this a few times. I talked maybe personally to a few of you guys. But a dove is like kind of like a, it's like a beautiful pigeon, kind of, right? A little smaller. Don't tell a hunter that they see a big difference between a pigeon and a dove. But to me, they kind of look the same, make the same noise. A dove is a little cuter, a little smaller. But that's how, how God represents the Holy Spirit in, in the Bible so many times. So, so we see this dove come and remain on Jesus. And just like it remained on Jesus, the Holy Spirit wants to remain on you. He wants to remain on me. He wants to remain on you. When you receive Jesus into your heart, the Holy Spirit comes in to reside in us. But that, there's a difference between Him residing in you and Him remaining on you. Right? So a lot of times we get saved and the Holy Spirit comes in and, and He's, you know, we're good, but, but he's not remaining on us. And so there's a difference there. We want him to remain. But this is, this is our problem. It's my problem too. When we get too caught up, we make fast decisions, we don't wait on God, we don't trust God enough. Again, I'm preaching this because I live it. We don't trust him enough, so if a dove is going to sit on my shoulder, and I'm going everywhere because I'm panicking, the dove is going to take off, right? The, the dove, we needed to remain there. And so if we wanted to remain there, every step we take, we have to keep the dove in mind. That's all right. We take a step up, oh, I got a dove here, so I gotta walk slowly. That's all right. Because he's he's the I need that dove with me. I need that dove to remain with me. Right? So that I don't panic when I lose my job, right? So I lose my job, I start going crazy. I need to find, I need to do all this instead of like, ooh, hold up, I got a dove here who's yes, going to lead me. I got this dove who's all powerful. Yes, got, in fact, the Holy Spirit has the answer to every issue that you have. But we're so quick to move that we don't wait upon him to say, where are we going? Right? We just go. Again, I say this because that's the way I live most of the time. I, and he's telling me, I want to remain, Mark, but you move too much. So church, I want to remain and abide in this place, but y'all too nervous. Y'all don't trust me enough. More than anything else, I want to remain in this place. More than anything else, I want to remain in their lives. And more than anything else, I want to remain in their marriage. And then more than anything else, I want to reside in the students. But we move too fast. And we don't allow him to remain in his place. I hope you guys are with me. 
is what happens when, when, he, when, we, when we take a step, keeping him in mind. All of a sudden, when he remains there, we start to think differently. All of a sudden, we become aware of some things. We, 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 we stop talking the way we talked. We stop looking the way we looked. Hallelujah. We stop thinking the way we've always thought. Because now we carry his presence. And when we're still, and the Holy Spirit, we're abiding in him, all of a sudden those things that made us panic, we don't tend to panic so quickly anymore. Something that bad happens and we say, I got it, that, that's real, that, that, that's some reality, but, but there's something a little more real that, 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 that I'm abiding in right now. His presence is influence. It influences you and it influences those around you. When you're abiding in him and you walk into work, his influence just walked in with you. When he abides or we abide in him and he remains, our thought life changes and our prayer life changes. So if I'm very honest with you, most of my life, I do not like to pray. If you love to pray, you're blessed. Amen. I don't know, and I'm not going to ask you to raise hands, but if I ask if you just love praying and you raise your hand, I don't think a lot of people will raise their hand when I'm going to do that test here. Because what? A lot of our prayer lives are dead and boring, and they're dead and boring because we're not aware of Him. We're not aware of Him in His presence. Now, I'm not trying to, 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 to make you feel guilty or shameful. I'm just saying we need to wake up a little bit and pray a little differently. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. He, he's trying to wake us up so we can start fighting this battle and, and com complete the mission he's called us for. See, because a lot of times we're praying prayers that we prayed over and over and over and it's just become a habit. A lot of times we're praying a prayer that, that just bores us to death and puts ourselves to sleep, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're praying the same thing and a lot of times we're praying really wrong. Sometimes we pray prayers like this. We said, Lord, don't leave me. Lord, be with me, God. I don't know if you've prayed that, but I've prayed that so many times. God, I need you. That's a contradictory prayer to his word. Do we pray? Yeah, I pray. I still pray. I need to be, what? I need to be liberated from that prayer. Instead of praying, Lord, don't leave me, I, I need to pray a little different, right? I need to pray a little different. My prayer has to change. And, 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 and instead of saying, don't leave, don't leave me, Lord, I got to say, Lord, because your word says that you will never leave me or forsake me. Amen. You see, that kind of prayer don't put me to sleep, right? The prayer over and over says, don't leave me, don't leave me, and I go to sleep, right? But when I start praying, according to his promises, that prayer comes alive. That, that prayer begins to shake hell itself. When we begin to pray according to the word, that's why it's so important. How that we, and we're, we're doing a prayer thing, uh, uh, reach group on Tuesday. So if you haven't joined a, a group, come on Tuesday. But, but I'm telling you, we, we got to pray a little bit different so that we would pray an effective prayer. Right? So that all of a sudden, instead of saying, man, it's prayer night, we're like, yo, it's prayer night, don't miss it. Woo! Amen. 
all of a sudden in our church we're praying a little bit different. We're praying that we believe that he that he did resurrect from the dead. We're praying that there's a power that is for you and for me. And it wasn't just for Jesus. In fact, he said we would do greater things. And that's what we're believing for. Amen. Yes, Lord. That's the to praise today. Huh? Yes, Lord. Our prayer life needs to be awakened, church. When we feel the enemy cry, that we feel like when, when there's nowhere out, instead of praying, God, God, uh, help me, I, I'm getting I'm getting cornered and, and, and how many have I prayed, prayed that prayer? I feel like there's no way out. Instead of that, instead of praying that we start praying. But my Bible says, devil, that in James chapter 4, verse 7 says, if I submit to God and I resist you, devil, that you'll flee. So you better get out of your way. You better get out of your way. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. We need a, a change in our mindset. Church. We got to pray a little bit different. If, if, you, if you, you just feel so down and out. And I'm saying it because I know many of you do. And it's not a bad thing. We all, we're all there in church. We all get there. But, but he's calling us today to wake up. He's calling us to stand up. He's calling us to stand in the gap. He's calling us to, 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 to take his promises seriously. To start praying his promises. That, that when I'm sick, I can say, oh, what your word says in the book of Isaiah. That by your wounds, I am healed. So sickness, you, you, you better, your, your, your minutes are counted. And we, we got to pray different church. We, we got to surround us, ourselves perhaps with some different kind of folks. So we can begin to bear fruit. Yes. See, because I, as I look in this room, I see mighty, powerful men and women of God's kingdom. Yes. And maybe you don't see yourself like that. But I guarantee you that the King of Kings... The Lord of Lords created you to be powerful with unique purpose that would make a difference in this city, in this world, in your house, in your marriage, in your church, in your workplace, at the grocery store, wherever we set foot, you're powerful. You just got to start believing it. You got to start embracing it. You got to start saying it. Amen. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Glory to Jesus. Yes. Church. Thank you. Amen. I'm tired of doing the same thing over and over and over. Yes, Lord. And I know many of you are. And some of you maybe barely made it here today. And I thank God you did. And I want you to leave here encouraged, not discouraged. I want you to leave knowing that God is all about you, that there is greatness, but there is a little price to pay. And, and, and you know, people ask me all the time, How, what happened? What happened different with you? What happened? And, and, and I just say the little thing that I did, 
it, as I gave God this much. That's all I did. And so maybe you can't give God everything today. But you got to start giving him this much. And as you begin to give him this much, you ask for a little more and a little more. But he's patient. He's merciful. His grace is sufficient. He's, he loves you so much. That's why he puts up with us, right? He puts up with me. He should, he should have taken me off of the face of the earth a long time ago. But he loves me. He loves you. Even when no one else loves you. Even when everyone else has turned their back on you. He always is there with his arms extended. Waiting to cast love upon you. He's waiting. He's waiting for us to begin to give him this much church. If you're giving him this much already. Then give him a little bit more. Because as I walk in this walk. I understand that there's still much in my life. That I haven't given him. That I still hold on to and he keeps calling me for more. And as I give him more, I begin to bear more fruit. As I give him more, I begin to abide in the vine. As I give him more, he comes to my rescue. As I give him more, my trust. Oh, all of a sudden, my trust becomes real. All of a sudden, my, my faith is lifted up. All of a sudden, my courage is, is becomes real. Then I say, okay, God, where are we going? Because I'm there with you. Church, church, just stand at this. this is Glory to Jesus. Today's message is supposed to be humility. We'll do it next week or whatever. But I think what God was just trying to say that you were created to bear much fruit. We don't. We should not be walking around dried up. We should not be faking ourselves out, giving out plastic fruit that doesn't nourish anything or anybody. It serves no purpose. And a lot of times in our Christian lives, we lie to ourselves. And all we're doing is giving fake fruit to some folks. And it's shiny and it looks really good. But when they cut it, there's no nourishment there. When they receive it, they think they're getting something that's going to give them life. And all it does is dry them up some more. God is tired of us drying up not just ourselves, but some other folks. He's called you to be powerful. He's called you to be great in his kingdom. And don't try to define great for yourself. Let him define it. There's some giants in this place right now. There's some giants in here. Maybe you don't feel like a giant. But that's all right. You may not feel like a giant, you can still kill a giant. That's all right. And so today, if we could just close our eyes just for a moment. So Heavenly Father, we we thank you, Lord, for speaking to us today, God. God, we don't want to give up some dry fruit. We don't want to be dry fruit. We don't want to be a dry vine, God. We want to be life-giving, God. We want that your Holy Spirit would flow through us, God. That you would abide, Lord, with us as we stay attached 
to you, God. God, that we would begin to pray different, God. That we would pray according to your promises, God. Oh, God, not just for our sake, God, but for the sake of our community, for the sake of my co-worker who's going through it, who has no hope. Oh, God, that we would be the we would be the source for them as you continue to be the source for us. That we would be the light that you called us to be, God. And so today, God, we're going to shake some stuff off in this place. It's in His Holy Spirit is here right now. Right now. He's here right now. He's here right now. You know it. Gracias, Señor Jesús. Gracias, Señor Jesús. Gracias, Señor Jesús, por tu presencia en este lugar, Señor Jesús. Porque tú eres santo, Señor. Tú eres santo, Señor. You are holy, my God. Oh, God. Oh, God. I will need you, God. That we would not be so fast to move, God. But God, we will put our faith in action, God. That we would wait upon you, God. In the midst of all hell, God, that we would know, God, that you are bigger than our situation, than our pain, than our depression, than our hopelessness. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And today, if you Know that you need to get reattached to that vine. I'm going to ask you to take a step of faith and come up here and speak to your God. This altar is open. You can just come forward. You can just have a conversation with God. You can do it at your seat. But there's something about stepping out that he honors. And sometimes we stay and we say the prayer, but, it, but it's the stepping out that he honors. Not here to embarrass you, not to make anybody feel shameful. But I am here to challenge you. The Holy Spirit challenges you today. Whether you've been in church 40 years or two days, or maybe today's your first day, there's a challenge for you today. Hallelujah.
house. And whether you come here just on Sunday, I need, I need you to make your way up here. Even if you're just in the house, I want to pray a prayer over you guys. Because I know in my spirit that you've been under attack. And God has been bringing in confusion. He's been talking to you, telling that this that this ain't the path. That, that the enemy's been talking to you, trying to take away your, your calling. Take away your purpose. Men, we cannot continue to live the lie. We cannot continue to live those lives. God has called us to shake the, the gates of hell. And then we need to do that together. You know, if you try to be a low ranger, this, the devil will eat you up. It says of piranhas. We fight this fight together. So, so Lock Barnes is the guy next to you, whether you know him or not. Whether he smells good or not. Pray a prayer over you.
in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus of Nazareth, we proclaim it. Let it begin today. Thank you, Lord. Don't, don't move me. Just a couple more. Just a couple more minutes. A couple more minutes. See, the lie the enemy told you is small. No matter how big he makes it seem that he's going to give you and you're going to have and, and do this, it's tiny in comparison with God's dream for your life, with God's purpose for your life. So we need to start grabbing hold of that thing. We need to start helping each other. If you're not part of a rich group, join a rich group. If not, come here on Tuesdays. Come here on Thursdays. Come and be around each other because that's where there's strength. Men, men, we're, we're gonna dream a little, we're gonna dream a little bit because a lot of you know what happens out in those streets. A lot of you have experienced it. A lot of you have lost way too many people on those streets. And I ask for forgiveness for that. Because the church has been quiet. Because the church has not done its part. Because I have not done my part. So I ask for forgiveness of you. Because I have not stood up like he called me to stand up. But today he gives us another chance. You are not forgotten. God for what you're doing right now in our men's hearts, God. I thank you for the kingdom men that stand before me, God. I thank you, Holy Spirit, for what you're doing even right now, God. God, that we would not be so negative, God. That we would not be so quick to judge, God. That we would not be so quick to yell at our spouse, God, or our children, God, but that you would fill us with a fresh love, God, that would flow through us, God. And if you're crying right now, praise God. Honors every tear, he cherishes it, and there's healing in that crying. About time we teach our men how to cry. Hallelujah. What a privilege it is to cry in his presence. What a privilege it is to shed a tear for you, God. Tired of shedding tears for, for, for the pain the enemy's given us. That we may begin to cry. A warrior cry. And shakes the very footstool of hell. And so devil recognize, recognize that we rise up today. We rise up today. We rise up today against you.
week we hope you enjoyed the message please subscribe rate and comment on itunes or whatever podcast platform you listen on have a blessed week